today on Laura Lynn and Friends. And I think personally, I think one of the biggest things that are killing not only America, but the rest of the world is apathy. I think people just go, oh, well, what can we do? The government's doing what they're doing. Well, wake up. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the beginning of The Last Days. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler-Thompson. I'm very, very happy to be with you today, and I'm very excited to once again have Kevin Sorbo on the show, uh, not just because I watched uh, his series many years ago, Hercules, relentlessly, but also because he has uh, he's turned out to be a real force to be reckoned with in our world, and we've got a lot of bad things happening, and he keeps doing good things. Just like my dad did, and you know that I love to start the show by reading from my dad's Bible. Uh, my dad made a point of marking this book up, and it is a gift and a something cherished to me, so I don't even know what I'm going to read, all right? So let's see, <laughs> let's see what he marked up. Revelations. Um... Wow, so I'm actually, I thought I thought actually it was Romans because my eye, my glasses weren't on. Um, so my dad has, he's, wow, there's so many things to pick from. Um, and a mighty angel took up a stone. So this is Revelations 18, verse 21, like a great millstone and cast it into the sea saying, thus with violence shalt that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. That scares me. All right. So that's the end of the book. <laughs> we'll see what happens, right? Okay. There is a fantastic new movie Kevin Sorbo is involved with. And uh, he is, um, let's roll the clip and then we'll bring him on. Take a look. So this is Texas. Very flat. I just believe the hand of Providence has been guiding our every step. We're going to hit oil right here on your plate. Duck board and dinner. While they weren't much good at actually finding or drilling for oil, they both possessed an unusual facility for convincing people that they could do just that. Oil! I've never felt it so strong in all my life! Widows were the mother's milk of the petroleum hustle. Love is not time's fool. And now that they had a well, it was time to hit every widow they could find in a three-county radius. It's well. We can't bring it in. We've already sold close to 500%. Asshole. You can only have 100% of anything. I just wanted to be square with you because I care for you, man. Give you back the $1,000 I took. Bet you swindled from other widows. I don't want you here. I want you out of my house. We got to take what we got and get as far away from Texas as we can get. You want me to walk away from it? We're crooks. We've conned all those old ladies. Yeah, we conned those old ladies because that's what we do. I'm an oil man. Praise Jesus in all his glory. Lotharios. He's talking about you. True hand to God miracle is what it is. That's the gospel truth. Leave the rest up to Jesus! God's own bounty. Oil. Black gold. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I love it. I love it already. That's awesome, Kevin. And is that your wife in there? I saw the Sorbo name again. That is. That's my wife and John Ratzenberger. Here's the poet. It's going out the light I got here. But we got Lou Gossett Jr., John Ratzenberger, 
Tyler Maine. A lot of people know Tyler Maine used to be a wrestler back in the back in the eighties and nineties, but he was also mm -hmm. in Sabretooth and X Men. He's about six ten, and uh, he was also in uh, Jason, all those scary Jason movies back in the day. We had a great cast. We had a great local cast up there outside of Calgary, um, and it was just. Uh, it was wonderful. We shot it in the same ranch that Kevin Costner shot his open range movie. And, and um, uh, it was what they shoot. They shot Lonesome Dove out there as well. They shot Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood's movie. I mean, it's a great location for Westerns. Wow. Well, thank you for bringing some of that to Canada. Uh, Calgary's just uh, an hour's flight away from here. Uh, so that that's incredible. So this is based on a true story. Is that yeah. is it like a story kind of of redemption? In there somewhere? Yeah, I mean, the miracle in East Texas, and you know, we already we already know through that clip. You know, they they strike oil, the largest oil find in the history of the world. Um, and what these two guys did, played by John and myself, Ratzberg and myself, these are two con guys. Right in the heart of the depression in 1930, they would go through Oklahoma and Texas, wooing widows out of their money on fake oil wells. They would sell 500% of the shares, ripping people off, declare a dry hole, go to the next town. They get to Kilgore, they strike oil. Of course, they get arrested. You can't have 500% of anything. So while they're in trial, all the widows come down that they ripped off. And uh, this movie has been won 10 film festivals, everything from best romantic comedy, um, best comedy, um, best judges favorite, audience favorite, best faith-based movie. I love that all these different festivals couldn't really pigeonhole it because there's sort of a message in there for everyone. And it's a PG-rated movie. It opens uh, October 29th and 30th. We only got two days. You know, we these independent movies, we're not like, you know, we don't have the benefit of these big Hollywood blockbusters like, you know, Avatar and Spider-Man, where they have a $300 million movie, then they have another $100 million to promote it. So they got commercials in every football game and every sitcom. We got to go and word them out. And we do, I do stories that Hollywood used to do, stories that have love and hope and faith and redemption and laughter. You know, Hollywood's not doing it anymore. You see the you see the, the war they're waging on us and winning over the culture with nothing but evil and, um, you know, anger and, you know, sex and all this kind of stuff. So um, I'm trying to do movies that maybe um, I'm doing movies that maybe want to be an actor in the first place that Hollywood used to do. I really love it. And, you know, this is the kind of show that you can take your whole family to and yep. and have a good time, which is is very few and far between these days. I really appreciate what you're doing. Uh, the last time that my husband and I uh, went to a movie, we knew like this is not something we would ever want to bring our kids to. We almost walked out mm -hmm. and not impressive. Well, me more so probably than JT uh, because he's got a thick skin, but I don't like all that stuff. And you want to be able to bring your, your kids to shows like this. So this is really your passion. Uh, you have done several of these now. And, and is this sort of um, how you're you're giving back now after the incredible success that you've had in your personal life in acting. Um, when you talk about cancel culture, did you get canceled because of your strong values and views? Oh, no question. It was about a dozen years ago. My manager and agent said that we can't work with you anymore. Um, you're kind of outspoken as an actor. And as, I mean, as a conservative and a Christian, I go outspoken. I'm not marching down the streets. I'm not, I mean, you know, it, it's weird. It's just what I was posting on Facebook or Twitter and things like that. So I laughed at that because, you know, that's an industry that always screams for tolerance from us, right? Be tolerant with, with the products we're putting out there. Well, people are getting tired of it. I mean, you look at Disney around, Disney's going to look at over a billion dollars in losses with all this woke stuff they're doing because people are sick of it. People don't want all this stuff shoved down. Their people just want to be entertained. They don't want to be preached to. And my movies... There, some are, you know, every movie is a faith-based movie. Think about it. If you're an atheist, that's a pretty strong faith to believe in nothing. 
to absolutely have no hope in your life. It's kind of a sad way to go through life, but it is a, it is a faith. And, um, you know, I want to do movies that make people laugh, make people, give people hope, give, see characters that they can relate to on the screen. And um, I've been lucky to do movies like, you know, What If, God's Not Dead, Soul Surfer, Let There Be Light. Uh, my last movie came out earlier this year was the next chapter in the books that Jerry Jenkins and Tim LaHaye wrote with the Left Behind books, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. So, um, you know, I've got four of the movies in the can. I got a couple more coming up and I'm staying busy doing movies that I, I really believe this is my calling. I get stopped all the time through, you know, airports and people say, hey, keep making the movies you're making. We know more movies like that, but we need people out there. Those watching this and listening right now, you need to support these movies or they will die in the vine. We can't compete with the money machine that Hollywood has. And we only have two days on this movie. If we fill up those seats, then we'll get more days. So go to SorboStudios.com, SorboStudios.com. Sign up. You can go right to the Miracle in East Texas link. Put in your zip code. It shows you what theater's near you. We got 750 screens across America, and we need butts in those seats. If we fill these things up, we'll get more time. Because as you know, these movie theater owners, they don't care what they show. They want to sell popcorn and soda. So people are still coming to one particular movie. They'll keep that movie going. So we need your help to get this movie to be the success it deserves to be. It's a great true story. I absolutely love it. I appreciate you saying it's a calling. Um, I mean, did you feel that acting initially was a calling? Did you come from a Christian family initially? Oh, yeah. I grew up in Minnesota, a typical Scandinavian, Norwegian, second generation Norwegian, grew up in a Lutheran church. Um, my youth pastor through my teenage years was really instrumental in, in my development, in my belief. Um, always been a Christian, you know, I, I, I can, you can pray in your car. People feel, you know, people feel uncomfortable praying. I go, you know, you can talk to God the way you and I are talking right now. You don't have to put in these and thous. It's okay to sit there and, you know, you can grumble a little bit or thank him. But, you know, I call something the grateful prayer. I think people, when they get stuck in traffic, they should take the time to do the grateful prayer. Be grateful you got a car. Be grateful the sun's out today. Be grateful you got hot water. Grateful you have a pillow to sleep on. I mean, we get so caught up in the the instantaneous uh, and self-serving uh, world that we live in right now. And people just have no patience for anything anymore. And uh, I think miracles happen every day. It just you know doesn't have to be walking on water. There are little miracles that happen constantly. We just don't pay attention anymore because we've lost our attention span. And I think personally, I think one of the biggest things that are killing not only America but the rest of the world is apathy. I think people just go, oh, well, what can we do? The government's doing what they're doing. Well, wake up. You know, um, I got a new book out there. That's a children's book. It's called The Test of Linehood. And it's about embracing masculinity, not emasculating masculinity. And it's about letting boys be boys, let them grow up to be strong men and strong fathers. Um, we, need to, we need to wake up the lions because the sheep are going to be the sheep. But we need people not to be afraid to get canceled. They're going to cancel you eventually anyway. So have the, have the, have the courage to do it. I, every movie I've been doing in the last six, seven years, I get a number of people separately coming up to me saying, hey, thanks for being a voice for me. Well, be a voice for yourself. You know, well, I don't want to happen to you, me to happen to you. And I go, I'm still making movies. Is Hollywood invite me to do big buster, you know, blockbuster movies or getting on big TV shows? No. And that's, you know, they owe me nothing. But I find it sad that they have that kind of anger or hate towards people like you and me. I don't have that towards them. I could care less what people's sexuality is or what their religious beliefs or non-beliefs are. Um, to me, I'm a live and let live guy. But I think people, to me, it's like, let's let kids especially be kids. I mean, they want to come after me and say I'm anti this or anti that. No, I'm pro-child. That's what I am. I'm pro-child. I love it. And, you know, um, if I if my kids were young, which they're all grown up and thankfully, uh, you know, they loved being 
my boys love being boys and my girl loves being a girl. Um, and But the test of lionhood, tell me what sort of sparked that because this is going against, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that so, that is so amazing. You know, Braybooks.com did this. They contacted me because they heard me saying this in other other uh, other locations where I said, you know, we need to wake up the lions. We need to we need to let kids grow up to be kids. Just because they put on my my six foot five and six foot four two boys, they threw on my wife's dress when they were five years old. I didn't say, well, maybe we should cut off your penis. Maybe you want to be a girl. It's just you know, kids screw around like that. Let kids discover their own sexuality when they're old enough and mature enough to do it. That's what I say. I'm an, I've, I've worked with gay people my entire life in Hollywood. You won't find one. They say, what a horrible person I work with. Because I, I honestly, I don't care. That's your choice in life. That's your choice in life. This book is about letting kids grow up to be kids. It's a simple little story. I'm getting attacked by the alphabet crowd, of course, saying I'm anti-trans. And I said, you guys didn't read the book. And I know they didn't read the book. It's a story about Lucas, the lion cub there. He goes in the woods with his two sisters. He's the older. He's the nine-year-old. The other ones, his sister gets cut by this very poisonous plant. He knows that she's going to die. And there's only one way to save her. And it's a, it's a flower up on the mountain. And he knows that he's closer to get to that than he is to go get his dad and go all the way back. His little sister will die. So he's got to find his own courage. He's got to find, you know, fight his own fears and the own, his, the, the own the roadblocks that are in his way. And it's his way of growing up to be a man. And there's nothing wrong with that, guys. There's nothing wrong with that at all. This is really ahead of its time. And I know that mothers all over the place because we've been really standing like in Canada, we've got a big problem. We just had a 1 million march. We had over 1 million across the country turn up uh, because our books in our schools are so full of vile sexualizing of children that we don't, you know, parents are at a real loss. This kind of book, it's the first one I've heard um, of it, you know, of its kind. And I know uh, we'll put it in the description, everyone, so that you can get it. Look, I'm going to say real quick, this the last year, um, Kirk Cameron came out with a book with these same people, Brave Books. Go to bravebooks.com. You can get my book for free with an autograph, but you got to join Brave Books for at least a year, and you get a new book every single month. And it's for nice. kids like between 4 and 10 years old. And um, Kirk Cameron last year was going to public libraries here in America, public, as I say, funded by our tax dollars, and they stopped him from coming in to read. But they were okay with... Um, uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the drag queens, drag queens coming in and read the seven year olds. But Kirk Cameron, if you know who he is, um, he was in the you know series Growing Pains. He's a heavy Christian kid, and apparently he's very scary for this public libraries because he's a very intimidating person for seven year olds, which I just I found so funny and ridiculous. And so I was honored that Brave Books called me, and we're about to do another one together as well to come out next year. So I'm looking forward to it. They 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 their books are not anti anything. They just they just are good books with good messages in them. That's as simple as that. But you know, we live in a world today where everybody is looking to be offended by something. And we live in a world now where people, people can make up any story, any lie they want about anybody. And right away, that person is guilty until proven innocent. What happened to being innocent until proven guilty? We don't have that anymore. And who are these people in this cancel culture world? I wanna meet them. Because obviously they are perfect human beings that have never done anything bad or negative in their lives. We need, I'm sorry, I'm dripping with sarcasm here. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can hear it and I can tell. And I mean, it's good to see the pushback because I think that the world is suddenly getting just kind of fed up with having a whole bunch yeah. of agendas jammed down our kids' throats. Well, look at Disney. Disney, you know, Walt Disney said back in the 1950s, movies and television will influence our youth. Well, I think Walt was spot on 
And Walt is spinning his grave right now, seeing what Disney is doing to his name. Disney is looking at over a billion dollar loss this year in the movies because of all the woke agenda they're trying to shove down people's throat. And the people are responding by not going to the theaters to see their movies. And if I'm a stockholder in, in Disney, I think I'd be a little upset. In fact, I read something last month where somebody, a, stock, a major stockholder, is suing Disney saying, had you told me you're going to put out these kind of movies, I would have sold my stock a long time ago. Wow. Well, look yeah. look what happened with Bud Light. Uh, our NHL, yeah. uh, you know, the, the hockey players, everybody's saying, you know, I'm not going to wear no jerseys for different things now. I, like, I'm just going to be a hockey player, right? Yep. We don't have to turn our agenda and have the LGBTQ thing uh, put down so incessantly that, you know, there's just a complete lashback. I mean, even atheists and even LGBTQ have had enough of it. It's just, it's just been too much. Yeah, no, I agree. It just gets to the point of ridiculousness where they have all these things. You know, we had the whole BLM thing. Well, BLM, the people don't, the people read their manifesto. You know, companies, I heard they made $99 billion from companies here in America. Maybe from Canada too, I don't know. But it's crazy that you're throwing that kind of money at a group where their manifesto says, get rid of God, get rid of family. They say they're Marxists and communists. They say that a woman being pregnant is equal to slavery. And I really laughed at that when I said, okay, so all you women stop having babies right now. So that means in 100 years, uh, there'll be nobody left on the planet. So Bill Gates will be very happy because he says we're overpopulated. <laughs> I, I fly over Canada, I fly over America. There's a lot of land where there's nobody around still. So I think, you know, it's it's all about hype. and It's all about brainwashing. And fear is their favorite weapon. Mm, and I got to tell you right now, it's in the Bible. The only thing you have to fear is God. Amen. Um, you know, it's pretty interesting to see BLM, uh, you know, speaking of them, uh, marching with um, the Palestinians when the Palestinians, oh you know, they would throw them <laughs> off the roof, right? Like, of course they would. Of course they would. <laughs> I mean, it's what? just... I love I love the the hypocrisy of that as well. It's like, okay, maybe these guys, you know, BLM doesn't really understand what what they do, what they what they do in that religion when it comes to the gay population. It's I just know. I don't know. Oh my well, lord! It's a, a lot of upheaval going on, and you see like queers for Palestine, like these big signs, you know, and uh, you wouldn't be safe near Hamas. Let me just tell you that you wouldn't be safe anywhere near them. Uh, same with the Christians and the Jews at this time. But uh, you do like to weigh in on some of the things we've watched as the U.S. Uh, we don't know what to make of your President Biden. Uh, like, you know, it's, it's just a bit of a mess right now with him and all the money that they've given to potentially fund terrorism. Well, it was the mess from the beginning. I mean, th this guy, I mean, I'm sorry, I am an election denier. We, in America, we, we can't have mail-in voting. And I, 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 don't, I see neither side really doing much to, to fix it. You vote on the one day, the election day. That's it. If you can't vote, then that's fine. You don't, this mail-in voting, it's so obvious you can cheat with mail-in voting. And there's a movie, a documentary called 2,000 Mules yeah, that Dinesh D'Souza did. And all you, you see that in Philadelphia, you see the same truck with the same guy pulling up at all these different locations at two o'clock in the morning with hundreds of ballots he's stuffing in the box. So he must just be a goodwill guy that went to a hundred different homes in each location to pick up these ballots so he can mail them for them. I mean, it's so blatantly obvious and hypocritical. Once again, um, we, we got a problem. Our, you know, our government is so corrupt. Your government ain't that much better. And uh, we got we got a problem on our hands. I mean, look, look at all the churches that have been burning down across Canada and America. And where are the Christians getting up in arms about that? It's the weirdest thing to me. There's so much. Once again, apathy is rearing its ugly head because people just sit around and go, oh, well, what can we do? 
while having that kind of attitude when the nothing's going to get done. Right. You know, before I let you know, you go, Kevin, uh, what is it that you do advise people to do? Uh, definitely you don't want them to be apathetic. Uh, a lot of people, I don't know if we've left God out of our children's lives, if we've removed God from, you know, our culture, and we're facing a lot of ramifications. I mean, it feels like judgment at this time. What do you say? Well, if you go to Europe, um, and I lived there for three and a half years after college, and I've been back there a couple times since then, a number of times since then. And I took my family about four years ago uh, before the fear of COVID set in. And um, uh, it was interesting to go through, go through Austria and Germany and France and Belgium and go visit these churches. There's nobody in the churches. The churches are either museums now or they're discotheques. Um, Europe is pretty much, you know, almost dead when it comes to having any kind of faith whatsoever. And it's certainly happening in Canada. It's certainly happening big time here in America where we're moving away from that. And we, you know, started back in 1964. We took the Bible out of the schools. Well, you know, before public schools came along, the Bible was the school book and everybody was homeschooled. We're homeschool advocates, you know, so people go to SorboStudios.com and find out all kinds of information what my wife does. Um, because she travels the country talking about homeschooling. And one of the benefits, I think one of the blessings of COVID here in America is that 2 million more families are homeschooling because they woke up and said, wow, maybe we shouldn't use public schools as a babysitting service for our kids because our public schools in America are crap. and They're getting worse and worse and worse. We graduate kids who can't even read. We graduate in Baltimore um, school district. There was only one person, one out of thousands of high school students passed a math test. One. Wow. So what does that say? And we're letting these kids get good. graduated? Well, it's just mm. crazy. And there's in Baltimore, there's over a 60% dropout rate. In LA Unified, there's over a 50% dropout rate, as low as fifth grade. And so you wonder what, gee, I wonder if they get troubled when they're, you know, 14 years old and they're just walking the streets. I wonder if anything bad happens. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I feel like it's on purpose. You know, Biden has let 7 million people into our country from the South, South border. 7 million in less than in three years, less than three years. Trump's four years was 1.4 million. And we're, we're seeing, they're capturing all these Syrians coming across the border, these, all these Middle Easterns coming, and I'm sure they're coming here for peaceful things. You wait, I mean, we're gonna have, you think, you know, 9-11 is bad? I think we're gonna have a massive 9-11 across this country, more, more than just one city. We're letting 7 million people in it and we're just letting them come in. Meanwhile, we keep other people out of the country that want to come here legally. It's the strangest thing. And to, I can only think that they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we're seeing the same thing happen up here in Canada, Kevin. And I hope that maybe you do us the grace of coming to one of our conferences. Like uh, we have a big event going on. Lance Wall now is going to be here speaking. We'd sure love to have Kevin Sorbo sometime and even preview one of your movies or, you know, make it part of uh the, the conference or something like that, because I, I just really value what you're doing. I appreciate it. I, I'm 100% in agreement with everything that you say. Thanks for being such a, a voice online. Um, so once again, it's The Test of Lionhood. That's your book. And yeah. then your your movie, Miracle in East Texas. Everybody, we got to get out October 29th or October 30th. And I sure do hope that's going to be in some Canadian uh, theaters. Um, it will I, be after that. We're dealing with a, okay. um, a foreign distributor right now. So Canada and England, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, the countries are hitting up next. Okay. Well, I have a lot of U.S. viewers, so they're going to hear about it right now. Please, please do what you can 
to get it up here. Kevin, thank awesome. you for being a lion in the land. Thank you thank for you. helping to shape the next generation as well. We sure appreciate you. You've turned out real well. Thank you very thank much. You. All right, take care. <laughs> take care, thanks, bye. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, my husband thought that was funny too. You've turned out real well. I mean, hasn't he? Like, you look back, you know, at the, you know, the epic success of Kevin Sorbo and so many people would not have the courage to just keep speaking and to speak the truth. And then being told by these Hollywood producers, you know, you're a bit too noisy and all of that and refusing to back down. I mean, it's epic. And to, to get cancel cultured, uh, you know, I got the same thing because I was, I was fighting the transgender phenomenon going on in Canada and I got, I got canceled too. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't replace any of it with another decision. I am so glad that I have stood strong and that I'm willing to bear the brunt of a little bit of persecution. And in all fairness, it wasn't that my former um, employers didn't agree with what I was doing. They just, um, you know, they didn't feel it was their calling. Well, now apparently it's all of our problem, isn't it? It really, really is. You know, seven years ago, uh, nobody even believed me when I'd tell them what, what kind of things were being taught in the public school system in here in Canada. All of a sudden now, uh, we've got, you know, a million people, the Muslims are marching, the Sikhs are irate. And I do hear that the Sikhs have been gathering in Abbotsford actually and marching Someone told me on a nightly basis, I'm like, how come, I, how come I'm not aware of this? But maybe I'm just not following. Sometimes I ignore my emails a little bit. Uh, but the, the Sikhs, the Muslims, the Jews, the Christians are all rising now to say this far, no further with our kids. We don't want all of this, uh, you know, being done. And, um, you know, a lot going on in the world. I just want to touch on this Israeli conflict just a little bit to remind everybody that we are going to be hearing a lot of lies you cannot believe everything you hear, in fact, barely anything. But as I've been telling people, there is a point where you do have to fall on the side of truth. Now, God is able to show us the truth. God is fully able to guide us into what that truth is. Uh, I'm hearing different things like people saying, oh, well, you don't know, you know, you don't know who you can believe in and all of that. Yes, that's for sure. Because as soon as you hear that one thing's going on, J JT, I'm going to put a, um, a couple things um, up here. Let me just see if I can get to it. I was just reading a post where, you know, somebody was saying, well, it is bad. Like we're hearing that the, uh, you know, that the hospital was bombed in Gaza. And uh, this person on X, no longer called Twitter, was basically saying... <laughs> Okay, I got to show that in a minute. That's funny. But it was basically saying, well, who stands to gain this? Um, Israel generally does not bomb um, places like hospitals. I mean, that's just not their forte. But could somebody else bomb it and make it look like it was Israel? Like all of us, you know, all of this propaganda, all of this news and all of that, sooner or later, you have to start looking at the the majority of the truth, where it falls, who seems to be doing the right things more often. I appreciated the other day when I saw that uh, Israel had released all of the, these pamphlets across Gaza, informing the people because Hamas would not inform them. And they don't have, you know, uh, all the infrastructure is now, you know, getting bombed. So they don't have radio communication and probably not getting, you know, their local news um coming in, telling them what to do. 
And so they dropped all of these leaflets across Gaza with a map on how to get out of Gaza. And this is so important. And I keep saying this. If I knew that my children were in harm's way, I know that JT and I would make the decision to get our kids in the vehicle and get the heck out of there and not stay there. I, I've asked several of my Palestinian friends, why are your friends staying in Gaza? They're going to blow it sky high. They're going to blow it sky high because of what Hamas did, you know, uh, getting close to two weeks ago. But they're, they're going to be very upset because these terrorists came in and killed people and burned families alive and shot little kids, and there were beheadings, there are pictures, and in fact, Hamas has done a very good job of cataloging what they did, and you can see it on some of their sites. Now, I don't wanna see everything they've done because it already hurts my heart. It just, it kills me at what was done uh, to, to the Jewish people. It's not okay. It's not okay that we're now seeing the aftermath, you know, but when there's a bully in the neighborhood, when there are people that are psychopaths and, and, and they refuse to allow you to live in peace, sooner or later there's a reckoning. And it's very sad to me what's happening. All of it is sad, but I pray that love does guide us. I pray that we find a way to keep on making uh, you know, good choices and, and falling on the right side of history. I get it. My good friends, Christian friends are like, I don't know who to believe, I don't know, you know? Well, I'm going to fall first and foremost on the side of biblical truth, which says that if you bless the seed of Abraham, if you bless Abraham, God says he will bless you. That's in the Old Testament and the New Testament. For me, sometimes it comes down to that. Yes, I've had tears in my eyes looking at fathers, mothers crying, uh, holding children that don't look alive anymore. It's, it's absolutely disturbing. But I'll tell you something. If in, like, let's take a microcosm of the world, right? If in your neighborhood, you've got these, uh, the, the Crees and the Bloods, am I saying it right this time? Creeds, the what? Crips. Crips, okay. You got the Crips and the Bloods in your neighborhood. Sooner or later, you got to deal with the people that are killing other people. And if you go, you know, the best way is to be able to sit down and listen to the other side thoroughly. I love getting the Jewish pastor that I know, Pastor Julio Gabelli, to tell me, I say, I because I send him stuff. I said, hey, my Palestinian friend is sending me this, that, you know, this is what the Israelis did, blah, 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 you know, and it's on here. Can you just explain it to me? Well, then I get a whole bunch of information, right? That's not that the, my other friend's not giving me. So then I'm able to take that information and I share it back. I'm trying to do my best to keep the peace and to keep good information flowing. I do not wanna lose my Palestinian friends. I do not wanna lose the Muslim brothers that we have, and not the Muslim Brotherhood, okay, they can go, but the Muslim brothers and sisters that we marched with a month ago, right? In Canada, over a million people, what? For the children. For, for the first time, maybe in history, the Jews, the Sikhs, the Muslims, and the Christians marched arm in arm to make a difference, to tell, to tell the government and the educational establishments to stop sexualizing our children. That was a beautiful moment. You don't think that the enemy of our souls is hugely angry? And 
You know, when my friend uh, Camille says he loves the Jews and he loves Jesus and that he actually believes Jesus is the Messiah, he's a Muslim guy, he's told me this, and, and I've had other Muslims writing me saying, well, in, in, there's a part of the Quran that actually calls Jesus the, the Messiah. Now, I don't hear that very often, and I am no expert on the Quran, but I've heard this from different sources now. And, you know, I believe that God can do something great, that he's going to call the masses back to him. The end times are going to be about us coming back to him. But it is not going to happen if we forget about 1 Corinthians 13, if we forget about love, if we forget about how to treat um, our neighbor and maybe turn the other cheek. Now, that does not mean allowing the bloods and the, the crips, creeds, crips, to, to come on in and, you know, and hurt, hurt people in our neighborhood. you got to have justice. God is a God of justice. So this is a tough situation. I, I do not know the answer at all, but uh, I do hope that you'll show up and maybe Lance Wallnow's got the answer. I love this man. I've been listening to him for so many years and I find he's a very prophetic voice. Lance is coming to Canada. He's excited about it. He believes Canada needs a move of God and so do I. If there is any hope I have is that when we get there, October 28th, what we're going to see is we're going to see um, a lot of people finding a reawakening in their hearts for the power of the living God. We can't solve Israel's problems. We cannot solve the Palestinian issue. Lord knows people have tried. I don't even know how we're going to solve the fact that our crazy leaders are putting this, uh, you know, sexualization of our children as one of their, you know, main criteria in our schools. And you can't even read these books out loud in front of the, the school trustees. I, I think it's appalling. Yet it's okay for little kids. I mean, I'm so done with it. I don't know how to fix anything. But I hope that on October 28th, we have got a massive amount. We have doctors that have been telling the truth on the vaccines. We have um, air pilots that are talking about the airline industry and how it's been affected by what's happening. We have got young truth standards like... Um, Josh Alexander and Nathaniel Pavlovsky. Pastor Archer Pavlovsky is going to be there. He's not in jail. We thank God that he's not in jail. He's going to tell us the latest on his situation, what he's learned about standing up in Canada. And then we are going to hear from Brian Artis. Uh, my good friend Brian is going to come and talk about what he's, uh, you know, uncovering. He has always got up-to-date, latest scientific information. So please get your tickets today. Go to my website, laurelin.tv. Um, come on out, get inspired by what Lance has to say, and let's stand strong. I am, this is, um, this is getting weird. I mean, I don't think if my grandmother were alive or my mom and dad, God bless them, I think that they would call this the strangest time in all of history, and it certainly is. Once COVID hit, and then we began to uncover the lies, we understood who the WEF is and Klaus Schwab and what a snake that Anthony Fauci is. And then we've got our own snake in Canada, and that is uh, Dr. Teresa Tam. She's, she is literally crazy after everything we know about the vaccines, and she either, she doesn't know it or, or she's complicit in uh, the greatest crime against hum humanity of all time. And I think she's complicit because she's not that stupid. And... Dr. Teresa Tam forcing and continuing to talk about the safety and effectiveness of these vaccines. Um, absolute lies. We are surrounded on every side by lies. 
Let's get together. Let's hear from people telling the truth and let's have a massively great time. And of course, we've been encouraging you. If any of you've got, you know, some, some cash put away uh, in your bank account, stop that. Don't leave your cash sitting in a bank account for a rainy day. Please, you know, this is not my advice. I am not an expert on money, but I will tell you that the people we've had on the show, those that are watching what is going down in the world know that we've got a problem with our fiat currency. We've got a problem with money that is being printed and there's nothing to back it up. So why not back it up yourself? Take that money right now while it's worth something and get yourself some gold and silver. Invest even, hey, even real estate. Do something else but keeping that money in the bank. Um, we've been very honest with you about what we've done and how we've, you know, juggled the, the information and we want to be like the five virgins, you know, in the end times where you've got the 10 virgins and five of them are not prepared and five were prepared. We want to be prepared. So I ask you to do that. Laurelin.tv, that's where you can go. If you want to purchase the gold and silver, go to Sovereignize at Proton Mail. That's Steve Merrill. He's a wonderful dude. I wanted to turn to Ecclesiastes today to leave you with um, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, to leave you with a little bit of wisdom from the Word of God. Can I tell you something that God is fully in charge? It might look like, like the whole world is going to hell in a handbasket right now. It looks like war could be coming to our own streets. We recently talked to uh, Mahmoud from Calgary and he's worried too. They came here from the Middle East in order to find a place where they could have peace. And they're getting here to this place in Canada that's supposed to be peaceful. And we have marches going on, uh, calling for terrible things against a certain people group. And we've got people that are all up in arms fighting each other. Well, Ecclesiastes 3 says this, that there's a time for everything. And a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. I really prefer dancing than mourning. I really do. I find myself mourning right now. The dancing's a little harder. I'm mourning the loss of, even the loss of peace in our hearts, the, the stress that's coming from all of this outpouring of information that we're constantly hearing. It's not easy. It says a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up. Wow. Sometimes maybe we're not supposed to search anymore. Maybe we already have an answer and we don't have to keep searching. A time to give up. I'm giving up my thoughts that I can change one little bit of anything that's going on on this planet. I kind of hoped, you know, you hope that you can make a difference and I hear from you and I'm very grateful when I can make a difference, but I'm giving up on my ability 
and I am trusting in God's ability and God's ability alone. It says a time to keep and a time to throw away. That's definitely a verse for hoarders. Anyways, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak. What time is it right now? Is it a time to be silent? I don't think so. I'm going to speak. I'm going to make the difference that I can. But I am saying that I'm releasing the outcomes. I don't know if war ever ends. I don't know if we ever have peace again the way we felt it. I mean, <clears throat> when you look back in history at war, sometimes it gets started and then it's decades. We pray for peace in Canada. And I'm praying for Donald Trump. I'm praying that the assaults against him are relieved. Uh, I loved the video that we played last episode. I don't have time. One more verse, a time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. God help us all, everybody. He's got the whole world in his hands. Put your hope there. I don't know where else we can put it. God bless. See you next time. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.